0: This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken.
1: And we're back, podcasting brethren. I'm in the studio. This is exciting.
0: <laughs> you had two days off in the middle of the week. Yeah, one we, we would have fabulous. known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. nobody would have known, but I, you guys knew. You knew we, I wasn't
1: here. Yeah. We'd
0: have known except for them. Bright red face you got going on. I Too know, much I, pool time. I don't
1: know if anybody can see my that yeah. You told
0: me it was a business trip, boss.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was conducting personal business on a trip.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> on a deck chair. Yeah, I was.
1: I, was, um, I made the fatal mistake. I took my... Son and we went for a little mini pool vacation where at the hot springs the local hot springs here
2: you took the fatal mistake of bringing your son yeah
1: because i (laughs) um, made sure that i put sunscreen on him head to toe lathered up and then i forgot it for myself and then i get down to the pool and not only did i forget (laughs) it for myself but i forgot it up in the room because i had to take down all the pool toys myself Because that's what happens when you take a six-year-old. There's floaties. There's toys. There's water. So we can take water breaks. Had to make sure it was iced. Mm. There is all the (laughs) towels, all the extra accoutrements of pool time. And no sunscreen for mom. Because I left it on the bed where <laughs> I had been lathering him. So I had, to, <laughs> I had to ask the kindness of the night, really nice old lady next to me if she had it. And, of course, she did. But she had to yell at her friend across the pool. Gathol! Yeah. Do you have sunscreen? So that Sylvia! Was yeah. So that was super embarrassing. But, no. It was really good. Got some sun. I mean, it was like the first time in a month that it's not rained a lo- enough. That's true. That I could actually sit out in the sun.
0: Yeah, you weren't d- flooded out Like <laughs> what know. we've been experiencing here. Finally hit our sweet spot in summer. Yeah. <laughs> where it's sunny. It's sunny, but not
1: <laughs> too hot. Not like wildfire, um, fires of hell hot.
0: Well, it helps when it rains for a month straight.
1: Yeah, that's really mm. nice. And then it just, <laughs> ro- yeah. Right up into the 80s and 90s.
2: 80s is perfect and then it it, or at least like low 80s for me like even high 80s like i start dying i can never do like a hot weather state that's for certain
1: no no so i am i got some energy for this folks with your thin
0: northern blood
1: (laughs) (laughs) you have it too
0: 80s 80s (laughs) Yeah. Eighties is where it starts for every other state.
1: No, that's where it should end. <laughs> that's it where they be. get that, that should be the they end. They get that
0: in February.
1: <laughs> I remember being a kid and praying for ninety, like just nine zero days, not a whole bunch, because those are the days you could go float the river and the river would be so cold. It's true. <laughs> and now Perfect. it's like please, like no ninety days. I can't handle it at all. Eighty nine, please. Yeah, just put it off there. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the off-the-break weather forecast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, on from the weather forecast to the movie
1: theater forecast? Yeah, how are things looking? Who's going to go over release schedule changes?
2: Oh, I guess I can do that for everyone. Uh, 20th Century Studios. Uh, D- Disney is the, the distributor, of course. But um, from that company, a movie called Barbarian is being released August 31st. A new trailer for it dropped this week. Uh, looks to be a horror thriller. Could be interesting, I guess, for the
0: end of august maybe maybe that could be able to draw in a crowd that's great disney really knows how to promote horror films
1: (laughs) yes they're so good at it especially 20th century titles yeah
2: yeah so get through uh gritted teeth at that point i guess good luck with that one uh sony pictures meanwhile also are going to be releasing a smaller movie called the invitation uh based on the synopsis i read it sounds like it's like a romantic drama so uh, that's going to be coming out August twenty sixth, and then uh, Steven Spielberg movie called The Fabelmans just announced that it's going to be releasing in New York and LA theaters November eleventh, and then it will release wide on eleven or November twenty third, so Thanksgiving.
1: i um, distributing this.
2: I believe that's Universal Pictures. Universal. Yep. Okay. So
1: it is Thanksgiving picture.
0: No, for Steven Spielberg to do this is a very cool idea. I think.
1: What's the synopsis? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> for him
0: releasing it as a New York LA two yeah. week exclusive. Really, if it's a good movie, if you build up, get good scores, get good yep. reviews, like when you open it on Thanksgiving, it's going to be huge.
1: Are you just saying that they need to test Steven Spielberg now? Like he may have may not be totally plugged into well, the audience. Well, West Side anymore?
0: Story was his like legacy picture that he wanted to make.
2: <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Plus, with this movie, I believe this is going to be the one where it's his own autobiography. So he's making a movie about himself, basically, or semi about himself. So I wonder if that's also why uh, they're doing it this way. Not only for, like, Oscar buzz, but also to see, like, the testing of the waters, I suppose. Especially after the results of West Side Story.
1: Right. Okay. Well... It has a lot of competition on that November 23rd date. I mean, there's always so much at Thanksgiving. Probably
2: like Black Panther is going to come out at that point yeah. and That's definitely going to dominate everything. So. Yeah,
1: there's going to be a lot of renewed interest with Black Panther um, as not only a follow-up to the first film, but how are they going to deal with Chadwick Boseman's death mm-hmm. is, is going to you know be really, oh, really interesting wait, on that.
0: I'm going back on this one. Paul Dano's in it, so no thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last movie he was in was that flop, The bad man. Ugh. <laughs> but Seth Rogen plays the uncle. He's like the perfect fun uncle.
1: <laughs> he is like the perfect fun uncle.
0: So,
2: uh, Ken fun. might be back on board. Maybe not.
0: <laughs> no, I ah, not Paul, even Seth. Paul Rogen. Dano. Oh, but it's got Judd Hirsch. Ooh, the scales Ugh. are tipping, folks. Okay, well, let's wait till we see a trailer. Yeah we got plenty going on this month.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why are we talking about November when we've got to get through July? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to finish the end of June and my get bad. through July. I'll
2: pump the brakes.
1: Yeah. Pump <laughs> the brakes on that, Kyle. We've got uh, Top Gun still just blowing the doors off everything. And I I don't know how many things I can cancel or push to the sideline to, to keep Top Gun going. It's gonna, I don't know what to do. I keep thinking it's going to have to, like, Go at some point, but I'm not sure when. I don't. I think I'm. What I'm now trying to do is keep it going through Fourth of July. I think Fourth of July weekend, right before Thor, I think Thor: Love and Thunder is what's going to knock it out finally.
2: By Fourth of July weekend, it's probably going to go back to making a hundred million that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: God, God, I hope not. I mean, I want to see it have a bump, but. We need some new blood. In the <laughs> this manner. is the first time we're saying, please, God, no.
2: <laughs> no think, more.
1: <laughs> no, I think Disney's like, are we going to have to take out Tom Cruise here? Because we've got a Thor picture, and we are not prepared to lose any screens for Top Gun on take this picture. Take him out picture. of the knees. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, I mean, it's not really a bad issue, and it's not really an issue at all. Mostly, I think what we're seeing, and we talked a little bit about this on, the, on last week's podcast, but I had more thoughts on it since then. I feel like if we look back through each of these weekends, you probably are seeing very similar amounts of admissions. So say like 500 people over the weekend. But I think what we're really seeing is that 500 people, although steady, are just going to two or three films. So this goes back to our dark screens discussion. But I don't know if it's necessarily dark screens or if it's just multiples of the two or three films. like. I think some independent exhibitors, maybe instead of needing to be comfortable with dark screens, which might be the off-season time, in summer might not have to be comfortable with if I have eight screens or 12 screens, but there's only three movies that are playing that people are going to see. Does variety matter? When I, as a person wanting to go see Top Gun, I walk down that hall and be like, oh, I'm not going to not see Top Gun because there's five other films playing. Like, you're to, am I going to be weirded out? Am I going to not go to the movie theater because there's not variety? Like, I don't think anybody goes anymore and looks and it's like, hmm, what am I going to to watch? I think they go for a purpose to see something. And I think that's why we're only seeing two or three films with all the emissions, Adam. No, that's I'm, why they
2: go so
0: early. Yeah, I'm yeah. scheduling with an eight-screen theater. And we have, on 7-8, we have Thor, Minions, and Top Gun or Jurassic on one screen.
1: Yeah, whatever the, holds up the best. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it.
0: And that's it, because four
1: screens of Thor, two of Minions. <laughs> two or three. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> two see, and a half, two three. and a half, and then, a, and then one or two gun of or the Jurassic. other. Yeah, and
0: that's it. And it's that's how it's going to be. It feels like moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, but
2: I do wonder if like the landscape of theaters versus streaming is going to play a role in whether theaters can do that like if if this continues which it seems like it will be then it probably would be a no brainer to move forward with that type of mindset well
1: it makes sense if you only have three films that are theater exclusive those are probably the three films that are going to play the best in the theater yeah
0: and if you have something that doesn't work like Lightyear, doesn't open on a huge to a huge number you know you eliminate the screens yeah (laughs) and for the next week's movie
1: right (laughs) You just don't give it as many. And then that just opened up more holes. I think, I just wonder if people got so used to having to see a full marquee variety. Like I have to have something for older demographic and something for teenagers and something for the ladies and something for kids. And like you just start putting everybody into these certain demographics. And the reality is there are people that are movie goers. And then there are people that are not movie goers. And the movie goers are going to pick their couple films that they're interested in yeah but while the movies everybody technically is a ability to be a customer anybody can come to the movie i think the reality is is that not everybody is a movie going customer That it really is about the behavior of it and that you have movie going customers and you have everybody else yeah and while media it can be consumed by everybody you need to start looking at who is actually coming to theater who is actually spending the money and that is your audience now it's not everybody in town anymore it is everybody willing to go to the movies and that is a huge change from what historically had always been movie theater going because movie theaters used to be the only kind of entertainment in town really that wasn't like a bar or an arcade or something Mm -hmm. and so now We've got so much competition that you're really, you can't, you can't compete. You can't compete with the video games. You can't compete with live sports. You can't compete with the streaming services. So you are just trying to cultivate and maintain your movie going audience. And that audience maybe not be, is not big enough anymore for, five or six or eight films on the screens. Maybe that audience is there for those two or three films.
2: And maybe within those two or three films, there will be the one that is like the Top Gun to where it just keeps Mm -hmm. going and going. And then that's when you get everyone else because everyone else hears from your movie going crowd how great it is. And that could be the convincer for them to go see.
1: Now there's going to be repercussions. If we all of a sudden shift the paradigm and we say it's movie theaters can't attract everybody of every demographic and we can't have a variety of film mm-hmm. our studios then gonna not make a variety of film and that's you know and and that's kind of what we're seeing I think that's what people had so for so long and been so upset over comic book movies because there's just no variety we're not growing up there's nothing for adults or Yeah, but nobody's going to anything else. So Yeah,
0: no, I had this conversation with the theater trying to figure out. We have Minions opening on 7-1 and then Thor on 7-8. So if you're a single-screen theater, you get one or the other on the opening date. You can't have them both. So they're trying to figure this out. I'm like, well, we haven't had a kid's movie since Bad Guys or Sonic. Right. We haven't had a kid's movie in two and a half months. It's like, yes, but you open Sonic to X amount, and you open Doctor Strange to two times X amount. (laughs) Even though you haven't had a kid's movie, comic book movies work better.
1: (laughs) I think they work better if you're going by just grosses. But I think if you looked at... How those grosses translate into your per caps and your concession, Correct. then hands down you go with minions. And I think in a lot of small places you've got to cater to the families because they're they're the ones actually giving you more money. No, in there's the long a round. lot of
0: a lot of options you have to weigh. Yeah, but on our end that's what we're looking at, and that's what the film companies you, look at too.
1: And then now we have to look at as you're competing. So we you know, we've always talked about how theaters are I think at the heart and center of communities. They are one of the few gathering places that everybody still can come to and still enjoy communal social gatherings. Yeah. But they're not immune to, to politicizing what is happening on a national scale and what's happening down into communities. And I think there's a whole now level of having issues with, with the politics of film anymore. And so now you're dividing your little movie going audience and it's getting harder and harder to to manage that. And you just have to be so much more aware and and really tuned into what's going on in your community. And we saw a lot of backlash with Lightyear on that. So there's some people that were like, okay, I really want Lightyear. It's Disney Pixar. It's a no brainer t- into Thor. And then there are other people who are like, well no, I think I really like minions. And or so we'll do Jurassic into Minions. Mm-hmm. And but you couldn't do you know, like mm-hmm. the way the weeks worked out, you couldn't have all of those films. You either had to take a universal route or you had to take a Disney route. And there are some people who are not really regretting the light year thing because of how the narrative about the politics of the film changed. And there's nothing a theater owner or operator can control about that. And you can't be too reactive to it too because that causes so many issues with the studio. And so, the you know, we saw... A little bit of backlash in a lot of our locations about Lightyear because the national narrative or the perceived narrative about the film changed it wasn't it was no longer a disney family film but there was a, a new political narrative being interwoven in there and that's always difficult to deal with and so that you got to take those into consideration as well
0: yeah and it affected our grosses it big did. time in and a major way so now we have to play that also which is a crazy thing to think about right
1: and i think that um whatever everybody has their own opinions about Lightyear, about including certain scenes or not including certain scenes i think for me that the issue wasn't so much were those scenes included or not but it was just the fact that p that families were expecting a certain kind of film something that wasn't didn't have political undertones didn't have an agenda was based off, you know, their long-term Pixar product. And I feel like a lot of the backlash that Disney is receiving is not because they had that kiss between a same-sex couple, but because they included it in a kid's movie and people felt like they were tricked. They felt like it was an inappropriate place to have it that I don't think anybody's really fighting against having it in general on a grand scale. In the most part, I just feel like there's a time and a place for that. And most people felt tricked. And so there's this backlash now. So now they're looking for stuff and because of like, they're
2: look, they're looking for tricks. They're looking for tricks. Yeah. So now we're getting a
1: lot of requests to not play Thor because people don't believe that there's not same sex relationships now in Thor or scenes of that nature or an agenda of that nature. And, it's just be- and I think it's just because they felt tricked with it in Lightyear. Now you get something from Universal like Bros. No one is going to be tricked about the content of that film. It's rated R. It's for adults. It has this stuff in the trailer. Nobody is going to go into that being like, oh, I didn't know this was this kind of movie.
2: Yeah, I do wonder then if there is more noise because of the quote-unquote trickery of it all. But even if they did somehow advertised for it even though it's apparently like two seconds of a kiss right. and we move on from it but i do wonder if even if that was played as part of the movie or the story if that would have not gone away completely but if that loudness of it all that conversation would have been lesser than I and we would have seen a better gross as a could it
1: could have been what happened with you know beauty and the beast a couple years ago we had mm-hmm. almost a nearly identical issue with beauty and the beast although it would because the director came out and said there was a deliciously gay scene in the end of it. It really was two men embracing in a dance. There was no the, nothing about it. A once, longing
2: glance between the two. Yeah,
1: nothing crazy about that. But we had so much backlash. So the national narrative became thus that some theaters refused to play the film. Without having ever even seen it. So it's not like we haven't been here before and not Rise been of here Skywalker before. Skywalker did the same thing right,
2: with Correct.
0: Disney. But the theaters that chose not to play the film was one theater in Alabama right? at the end of it. But that was, you said a couple of years ago, that was 2017. Yeah. And that's look how we are much, now. That's how much things have changed. Wow. Where there was an actual, uh, a backlash that was on the news channels was one theater. Yeah. And now it's grown it's grown it's grown pretty substantially Uh, yeah
1: and so you know you just you're stuck in the middle of that and the and as a theater you are stuck in the middle of your community and the headwinds of where the politics play out and it's sad like you shouldn't have to be there but we are there and we've been kind of taking it one cases at a time but i don't Think that the studio is going to relent and not include diverse, inclusive storylines moving forward. They've pretty much said, this is our agenda. This is what we, you know, we're going to start promoting. We're going to have this. And and right now we're just getting this backlash of like, we don't want it. And it they're, and the only way people are going to protest that is with their pocketbooks and not going yeah. to the movie, which hurts the theater. Yeah, the theater sadly, is the...
2: sadly
0: they're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm you're forced to yeah play sides as a as a business which is crazy right. to Right like
1: you if you don't play the film because you don't want to court the controversy, you still court controversy because then it's like <laughs> you're not supporting it. Then you play the film and it's like and then you say things like we don't censor film. You know, the theaters have never been in the position where they could cha- make changes to a movie that <laughs> like that is not going to happen. Like yeah. they cannot fast forward a movie, they cannot make changes. Although I'm a proponent of adding an intermission that doesn't change the movie at all. It just was like hitting the pause button (laughs) a little bit.
2: I don't know if Cody saw it. I I think Ken did like the sign um, online of a movie theater saying like, we'll try and fast forward the Lightyear movie at that one part. And I'm like, it's two seconds. How do you fast forward that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. How do you program that? Yeah. It wouldn't mess up the soundtrack, you know, the... It it would just be such a mess. I don't even know why that theater went there with it. Yeah, at that point you're ruining the
2: experience more than actually ruining people's time heading in, knowing this sort of thing.
1: And then I read that that notice went away, and yeah, you know, I'm not because you cannot alter the content of the of what you have contracted with the studio to play. This is the studio's content. This isn't your content, even if you're showcasing it in your theater. And I think people forget that that this. The theater does not own this. They don't have any rights to it. They can't change it or alter it. And it's
2: it's definitely a in the moment business decision that right. is unwise. They are worried about ref- people showing up to their theater rather than the overall consequences of having these deals with a big studio.
1: Right, and it's very ref- reflective of or reflexive. Is that what I'm trying to say? Reactive. Oh my gosh. Reactionary. Reactionary. Yeah, you need to like. Keep calm in the midst of that storm. You can't do stuff like that. These
0: are reflexes. These are reflexes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I guess you can't use your knees. That's fair. But (laughs) never done it with seen it with an elbow. Move off of this subject
0: and talk about the new stuff this week because we have two really decent openers.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, Do Elvis and Black Phone. Now, I always thought that Elvis was going to be the bigger of the two because it looks more fun. Um, and I think we're seeing that a little bit in early pre-sales, but mm-hmm. Black Phone could easily still have a lot of walk-up business. It is a horror film. It's getting some really good reviews. It's
0: got Ethan Falcon in it. <laughs>
1: I just I, I maybe have a personal bias against this because I don't like horror movies, especially when they hurt children. And yeah,
2: don't go see this one, Cody. Yeah.
1: Don't. And, and I don't like it when they hurt little little boys because I'm a mama of two boys. Don't go see it's just this movie, Cody. Way too close to home for me on <laughs> yeah. this. Like, this is my worst nightmare yeah. scenario. Cody
0: won't watch it, but Kyle saw it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I did. I'm going to be seeing Elvis on Sunday, and I am actually pretty excited for that one. But I was able to go see uh, The Black Phone yesterday.
1: Oh, God. Take. Is it good? Like, it's getting positive reviews, and I'm like, how? How is this happening?
2: No, it is really good. Um, the director for this movie was able to find a good balance of giving a grounded, realistic horror thriller, kind of, not exactly, but in the vein of like what the first Halloween movie kind of did, where it was like more grounded, but still had like the horror elements to it. But at the same time, it also isn't afraid to go paranormal, but not too over the top to where all the grounded stuff feels meaningless Mm -hmm. so it does a really good job at the beginning of establishing um its characters especially the young boy who we follow because he is the one that gets kidnapped but in the movie he gets thrown into this soundproof basement of this guy's home and to escape he tries um to escape with the help of these voices these paranormal voices of previous victims through a phone in the wall because it's a dial-up phone from like the 70s because it's taking place in the 70s and -hmm it does a really good job at being able to deliver on really good paranormal scares, but it's not the focus of it at the same time. Like it does a really good job at letting you buy that this really young boy while he's shy and timid does have like the smarts and the capabilities to be able to pull off um, the escape from like this guy who who is played by Ethan Hawk. And he does a great job at giving this terrifying presence. It's not so much like a character that, Has like these complexities that the movie is trying to have you understand about him. But it's just that motif of like this guy who is just a guy, but he's a terrifying presence just because of the terrible things he does.
0: So it's not so much like Halloween or Saw where they're trying to like get you deeper into the character. They're like, he is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is good. I mean, I don't mind not having characters develop if they're set in stone. You're not gonna change this guy. You're not gonna Can I soften it? I need mm-hmm.
1: spoiler alert. I need to know, does he survive?
2: Uh yeah. I'll yeah. Does he
1: kill the bad guy?
2: It's a it's a really satisfying kill. Oh it's God. it's really good. I'm well, not for this movie I feel well, like
1: That's the only way this movie I, I'm is not, gonna work.
2: I'm not too worried about spoilers. <laughs> the only way. It's really satisfying. It has you at the edge of your seat. I know I was holding my so, breath and then, you know, once the final blow happened I was like okay, I can breathe again. And it was probably um, the first time in a few years now to where I've been in a horror movie to where everyone was on the same page of what was scary and what wasn't. Like, there's many times in horror movies when you're watching in theaters to where, you know, there's the one guy who's terrified of everything and there's the Mm -hmm. one person who, you know, doesn't even flinch at anything. But um, it does such a good job at setting everything up within this movie that when some of this uh when all of the scares do deliver in the second half especially some where normally it probably could come across as cliche like they actually do hit because they um I guess because they deliver it so well like they, they create, gave us create
1: the tension yeah
2: they create the tension and they give you enough of a really good buildup to where it's satisfying and doesn't feel lame or cheap at all it, it, it's Ugh. it's some really good uh work at like balancing between those two uh elements of Grounded versus paranormal, and it it was very very good.
0: I always call those endings the "Silence of the Lambs" ending because oh. Jody Foster shoots Buffalo Bill in the head, <laughs> right? And it's like if that movie ended any other way, it would be terrible. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you, you, some, sometimes even with the worst of horror movie, or not the worst, but like the scariest of horror thrillers, like you need that closure. Satisfaction. You, you need, need that closure. You yeah. need the closure.
1: Mm-hmm. i yeah, I feel like that was the only way this movie was gonna do any business because. We would know. We would know right away Friday night if mm-hmm. the drop off between Friday and Saturday was such that the ending could have affected that. Like if it was a bad ending where the kid didn't make it or the guy got away or I could see where where you would see a massive drop off because the material is so sensitive. Like it just it's so yeah. close to home.
2: Yeah, there's definitely moments in there when even I was like clutching my pearls and was like, oh, geez, they're going there. OK, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, no, it it it's really good and i'm just glad it was a good change of pace from some other horror movies that, that i've seen to where it's like so much about like the horror cgi spectacle at it mm-hmm. all that this was much it was much different than that much more grounded much more believable and uh i was really happy about that and it seemed like audiences um that i was around also were happy about that I,
1: I like how it took something that is so close to being happening in real life this scenario there is a a bad person that takes kids and tortures them and kills them. Mm-hmm. Like it, which is so awful. It's like, why do we want to put that in our head? But I think adding the paranormal element to it makes it a story we're seeing then.
2: I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I was thinking the same thing this morning, actually that um, it's not completely. No, I would say like it is necessary because that's the whole premise behind like the black phone itself. But mm-hmm. it still is that like one little thing to where despite it being a part of him uh, killing all of these children and kidnapping these children, like it still is that, um, I don't know, blockbustery type aspect that is kind of needed for a movie like this. Right. Again, it's that, ground in realityness, but it still is heightened at the same time to where it's a good mixture of the two that actually plays really well together. Yeah.
0: That's the weird part about horror movies too is you have to push the envelope a little bit every time. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's the premise it always, or whether it's it always like, have to yeah. has to be like a little bit more, otherwise it falls flat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is crazy. I <laughs> think like they can't go too Horror's much. A weird,
2: further. Horror is a weird not a weird yeah. uh, genre, but It is like one of the more interesting ones I've come to learn because of what you just said. Yeah, I had
0: to look up the Thursday night previews. It's actually way closer than I thought it would be. To Elvis? Elvis was 3.5 and Black Phone was 3. Mm
1: Well, that's good. I think that's, that's probably good. because there was probably an extra show of Black Phone oh. for every one show of Elvis in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, Elvis is
0: like
2: 40,000 hours. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Did that... you
1: hear about the five hour dir- or four hour director's cut uh, kind of, of course Elvis? course, that's a headline. That there I don't care. Out there, and I'm like, oh, let's just get through this of course, three hour version. Of course, version. it's a
0: Warner Brothers film that has a director's yeah. cut that's crazy long. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, yeah, so whatever. We'll have to talk
1: next week. Um I won't be here. I'll be again gone. And so it'll be you guys, but one of the things you'll have to talk about Kyle after you see Elvis is mm-hmm. should it have an intermission? Cuz I am all for um putting hitting the pause button and having a 10-minute intermission in these lawn movies now. Like I feel like we should have bring back the intermission.
2: Something tells me that since this is a Baz Lerman uh directed movie, he is so crazy when it comes to like pacing despite his movies being long and having everything just go 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 that i could take a wild guess and say like an intermission would be nice just so that way people can go
1: oh, oh okay.
2: okay part two of elvis what do we got yeah, <laughs> the later years okay <laughs> yeah, cut it off i, I can already guess that but i'll let you know that's sure what,
1: i think that's what off the break podcast mission is going to be is to reintroduce the intermission if we're going to keep having these three-hour movies we need an intermission
2: we've talked about it before like yeah. earlier this year and yeah i'm still on board with that
1: you if you walk out of the movie though after the intermission you don't get a refund intermission is not an excuse to leave the movie and get a <laughs> refund mm, yeah <laughs> just putting that out there <laughs> Got to be careful with I got to start creating rules. If this is going to be our mission, we've got to set some boundaries here. I haven't <laughs>
0: seen one in forever, and then I just re-watched Godfather Part 2, and it has an intermission card in it, Oh, which is awesome. I was yeah. like, yeah. You're like,
2: thank <laughs> you. Get up from your own couch. <laughs> I know. It was crazy.
0: I was like, oh, yeah. That's nice. what that feels like. You know, you're transitioning to a, another part of the film. Mm-hmm, I mean, something right. the director would have to put in. I think if but, they keep an,
1: I think if they keep an eye towards it, they could pace it really well. You can't, you that way you're not inserting it on a huge cliffhanger or right in the or middle. Or maybe
0: you are, maybe well, you mm-hmm. are putting it in in those spots.
1: Uh, that would be up to the director. Yeah. I would probably wouldn't do that because you don't want to hear like "Oh, come on!" coming out of the <laughs> coming out of the auditorium like in unison. But
0: I would love to see breaks in these movies and then have it be like a completely different film in the second half. You know, you have this
1: like a tone shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The
0: strong drama that turns into a shoot 'em up action movie after the thing. <laughs> you are like, is this the same movie? Did I go in the wrong theater?
2: Boy, I never <laughs> know what I am going to
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> or it's animated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. We have anything else on the schedule, or does that wrap no, it up?
1: That kind of wraps it up. No, I think we've got two solid performance films this weekend. Not huge, not blockbuster, blow them out of the water, but they've got a two good weeks to make their. And then we've <laughs> got two their, monster blockbusters, oh back 7 back. 1 and 7 8. Yeah, Minions and Thor. Mm-hmm. I mean. And then and then it'll be back down to smaller but really good solid film after that. Just
0: just two franchise summer blockbusters oh like we yeah. haven't had in a while.
1: In a while, what are you talking about? Remember, we just had two Jurassic. weeks ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? We two hit. in a row. This is what it is. Well, after those two died down, Top Gun yeah. will come back again. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Tom Cruise always Top comes Gun's back. Never left. There's That's feet. the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Mission
0: Impossible literally, literally has two parts <laughs> <laughs> because he is back. He is back. <laughs> uh, you so, gotta love him.
1: No, I've just been so happy with the with seeing the theaters come back in such a good way this summer. Like yeah. the, the idea that we had to maybe not open something because product, you know, like a film was doing so good. It's been years since I've had that. It was just, yeah. just getting more back into a normal pace is, is just been awesome.
2: What's also crazy is just the stuff that we've been getting. I mean, maybe, you know, the large gap when it comes to 2020 is a part of it, but the majority of these movies coming out have been pretty good. Like, good if not great. Like, there's yeah. only maybe two I could think of that additional, weren't good. Additional but... time
0: for editing and mm-hmm. reshoots and things like that. I I've... mean, maybe, but... Or if it's
2: just a major I mean, coincidence, I'm not against it. What do you it.
1: think the bad ones were? Uh,
2: Morbius and Fantastic Beasts. I mean, I didn't particularly right. like it, and it didn't maybe perform to throw it that down, well.
1: Downton in there.
2: I I mean uh, just I in think performance it was a good, wise, good but
1: movie, but no audience anymore for it.
2: I'm ju- I'm just talking about like the films themselves, the films uh, not themselves. so much like the performance <laughs> yeah. of them. Morbius, <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor Sony. They need uh, to they make yeah. Marvel
0: like they need to make a uh, standalone film with Randall Park.
1: Well, As, yeah, no yeah. matter As
0: what the it is, FBI agent or whatever he is. Okay. They also need to make a standalone movie with the detective from Morbius. <laughs>
2: Oh, the guy with the glasses. What yeah. was I, I forget who his name is? But yeah, L yeah, those are the two we need. They
0: put those in a, like a crossover universe where they're just all sorts of mystical, like Marvel shit happening, and they're just <laughs> like, "What is going on?"
2: We just need the reactionary guy. <laughs> yeah, we just those guys are always great the, in those. Those types two of together,
0: teaming up.
1: <laughs> I think Fantastic Beast was bad, but it was a good wrap up. Like, I would not be surprised if there's not another one. Like, I think they're I deciding okay that still.
2: That. New management is yeah. probably looking that over still on <laughs> Wonder Bros' side. Yeah.
0: They have this giant property, and they're like, yeah, remember when this was good?
1: <laughs> I think they've got a bigger issue with the Ezra Miller and the Flash movie. That's, that's their huge, big controversy that that are going to have to decide what to do with. Every oh.
2: headline about that guy just keeps getting more and more crazy. It I can't does. believe this person exists. All the, <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Wow. yeah. All the DC properties that are out right now have issues. Aquaman's got oh. reshoot issues. and yep. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Amber Heard and Aquaman. Yeah. We've got Ezra Miller and The Flash.
2: Dwayne Johnson's clean. So that's coming yeah. soon in Yeah, October. Yeah. Just- <laughs>
0: worried that Adam. it might not do well because it's a shazam. first of its
1: zachary levi that shazam should be great yeah he's no it's so cute it's a cute movie yeah. i like it he's so boring,
0: he's not boring.
2: yeah but he's better he's than fun. ezra miller yeah. <laughs> he's
1: fun he's fun he, he brings a lot of energy to that character plus
2: he seems like he's a like nice like
1: guy enthusiastic i, I feel like that, he's okay? a
0: human wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man in that movie would you rather have that or dark and serious robert pattinson
1: yeah, which one's more boring? Come on. They can both go to hell, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Unless
0: Zachary Levi's playing Kurt Warner, I don't care.
2: <laughs> That's the only role he was born for. Yeah,
0: yeah he was. <laughs> if Kurt Warner doesn't play Kurt Warner, it's Zachary Levi. End of story. All right. There End of have podcast. It.
2: End of podcast.
1: On that bombshell.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot for bumming everyone out, uh, Ken. Yeah. No, <laughs> He sucks. He's so boring. He's not boring. Uh, yes, he is. No. Well, people in the comments section okay. on our YouTube channel, yes. please comment below. Is Zachary Levi boring as, or is
0: he awesome? As a DC superhero, I would rather see Edward Norton as a you superhero. I would than
1: rather see Edward Norton in a lot of things.
0: I mean, Edward Norton. Yeah, I, I
2: would want to know. Eric
0: Bana? Hmm? Hmm? Hmm?
1: Eric Bana is only ever a Romulan in my book, Okay only
2: oh who is Star the, Trek I always forget who is that.
0: the worst yeah. Batman Clooney I'd rather see Clooney play a superhero again
2: <laughs> there's your hot take folks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on that note we'll catch you later have a
1: good weekend
0: bye Thank you for listening to Off The Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off The Break Podcast.